0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to Square Eyes Syndrome for a very special episode celebrating men behaving badly. I'm Ben Gilman as always I'm joined by Troy Salmon. What's up? Tom Hill. Hey. And Dan Raj.
1: Good
0: evening. Hey, I'm, I'm finding out the cupboard. I'm trying. I have to say, the set of the cupboard you put charm posters up in there, and you know, there's charms on TV 24/7. I've burned. It. I've had
2: to. I've had to empty out the cupboard. For this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Ben was loving it in there. I knew he was loving the charm there's posters.
0: There's too many Ashley Masaro posters up there, just staring at me. Oh good. my gosh! I got comma phone, man. Sorry, I'm sorry. I've had, to, I've had to take it out for people's safety, bro. Okay, okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, Alright, I'll put it back up later. Don't
0: worry about it. I'm back, so now Tom has to go in. Tom will mysteriously go disappear for the next two weeks so that I can get my crown back as long as seven pounds. <laughs> <minutes.
3: laughs> it ain't happening, motherfucker.
0: So Watch hard. yourself on the fucking stairs, brother. That's all I'm telling you. Just be careful on the fucking stairs. <laughs> all right. How are you guys doing, anyway?
2: Oh, man. I'm doing good. Man, I'm, I'm doing good. i walking downstairs now. Yeah, exactly. That's all I'm <laughs> thinking.
0: Jeez. Well, I'm happy to tell you that last week's podcast has got the lowest rating since. I'm back to save the podcast. No, it's not. It's done quite
1: well. I was going to make a joke about me saving <laughs> the podcast. But
0: you guys did really good. I listened to
1: it. It was fun. Yeah, we had a conversation afterwards. We considered just dropping you.
2: Yeah, that's what we did. Literally, we did. What was like, you
0: know,
1: Dan.
3: Yeah. That was a private conversation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna come for Dan as well. Fine. <laughs> okay. So today we finally got around to men behaving badly, Um
3: yeah. which we've been trying
0: for two months. I blame Troy. No, um, basically we do apologise. We've completely come off of our schedule. we were meant to do this every three weeks, do a special, and we haven't. We've missed two months. So, today we're going to finally get around to it. So, uh, Member Having Bad is a British television sitcom that was created and written by Simon Nay. It follows the lives of Gary Strang, who's played by Martin Clunes, and his flatmates, Derma, uh, Derma, who's Harry Anfield, once who's one only, thankfully, and Tony, who's played by Neil Morrissey from season two onwards. It was first broadcast on ITV in 1992. A total of six series have, were made, along with a Christmas special and a trilogy of episodes that made up the feature length, Last Orders. Uh, it was filmed in Ealing in West London. The setting is, however, set is implied to be in South London, uh, and there's a lot of references made to Somerset. Mm. It was produced by Hartwood's films in association with Thames for the first two seasons on ITV. Uh, they were also assisted with production of the third series, Onwards. That was aired on the BBC after Thames had lost their original ITV license to London weekdays at the end of 1992 to Carlton Television. Um, it is a comedy awards, uh, best ITV comedy, and it's also won National Television Award for Situation Comedy, and it's loved. It is not a comedy that you can find on TV as much anymore, but if you do the theme tune, a lot of people of a certain age will start doing it with you.
1: <laughs> an addictive you know, it's an earworm <laughs>
0: Definitely And it's an earworm that you can't play on your guitar But we tried Off camera we were going to try and We were trying to persuade Dan to do A little ditty on his guitar
1: But I hadn't practised it before five minutes Before we started so I refused
0: It was going to make such a good Outtake <laughs> Um, so Gary and Tony, because that's forget about Dermot, who's Harry Anfield from season one, because he's kind of a he yeah. basically is replaced by Tony, as in they both want to get into Deborah's pants, basically. They're, the they're upstairs
3: characters, they're wasters who never pay any rent and both want to get into Deb's pants, yeah.
0: To so be fair, that was
3: Let's just
0: quickly get to Harry Anfield. Harry Anfield is gone on to much better. Stuff. Um. Obviously, Harry Enfield and chums. He was in numerous stuff. Most famously, yeah. recently, The Windsors, which is How- he's hysterical. He's a Harry great...
3: Enfield is brilliant in sketch show comedies. he's a master. He's of just that. not a comedy actor. No, he's not. And no. it's no criticism of the guy. He had to go. And he, in fairness, the reason that Men Maven Badly got made was because they had Harry Enfield on board because he was the only name, really. Yeah, was. it was him being with it that main main behaving guy badly got made. So in that respect, full respect to the guy because the show exists because of Harry Enfield. Yeah,
2: big name pioneer. Yeah.
3: yeah, but he it didn't work, and Neil Morrissey, much as I don't like the man himself, yeah, made a brilliant replacement and did a better well, job because well, he was a better actor.
0: Okay, there's something like there's some
2: personal That's what I'm saying. Here. Yeah, that's all I want to know.
3: I got into a a physical altercation with Neil Morrissey at a Charlton game about 20 years ago. Did you tell him that
2: Harry Amford was
0: better?
3: No, he was pissed. He's a Crystal Palace fan, and he was standing in front of me shouting Ah, and swearing when there was a a young boy sitting next to me. And I asked him five or six times to please, please, can you stop? We've got young people here. And he told me to fuck off, at which point I tried to grab him and people pulled me and he tried to grab me and then... He got moved away and he got, he moved seats to go away from the nasty man who told him he wasn't allowed to be pissed and abrasive at a football match. But, you know, <laughs> I'm sure he's, he's awesome. a perfectly nice guy. He was clearly twatted.
0: So. Obviously, he's also a <laughs> famous adulterer and he's got an alcohol problem a drug problem from the past. Yeah, well, so.
3: he, doesn't, he doesn't anymore, let's be fair. He's cleaned his act up. He did. But but it's I, the one time happen. I met him, he was rude and abusive and pissed and so, so, so that, that is my experience an
0: alcoholic summer. extra and a heckler of tom and i think we can all agree tom deserves to be heckled as much as possible um so Thank you. <laughs> um i just watched bill and ted and i always when i was younger obviously men behave was on the same time as bill and ted so keanu reeves and neil morrissey always have the same haircut <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. just quite remarkable just how similar they look in terms of he looks like an older Bill, but that that's um forget about that. So, um Gary, Martin Clunes plays Gary Strang. He looks like the younger son of the BFG with his big satellite ears, <laughs> his dobby face. Uh, manager of a security sales office with old-fashioned middle-aged subordinates. Um I can't remember their names, but they are hilarious. Oh, oh what the uh, the two on? who work for him. Yes.
3: Oh, God, one second. Uh, George, George and. And.
0: Anthony. And. Fear. They're bloody brilliant. They always get a scene in with those two every episode, and it's always hysterical. <laughs> um, I, think it I think my
3: favorite one is when he, you know, when he sent them off to that management course to be stronger, and yeah. they came back, and he was really upset about something, and that's not got anything to do with our job. And he's <laughs> <just> like. No. <laughs> <laughs> It does not affect, does not help with the efficiency or efficient running of the office. Just walk
0: off. I, I, will, I will have to be honest because now he plays Doc Martin, which is most probably now his most famous role, next to Man Bateman uh, Bradley. Does, my I've, I've, mum my said he looks a lot more handsome now. He's aged better than he was when he was He has, was, aged. He, he, he has <laughs> I've got to admit, he has. He has cause my he's got
3: one, one of those faces, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not mocking him. He's a no, lovely, no, no, friendly looking no. human being. I've met him before. He's a very friendly young. He's a very friendly guy. Yeah. Um, but like
2: you know, I'm not mocking his. He's just. He's, he's grown just... into. He's grown into it. He's grown into it.
0: Yeah, he just looks better older. I don't know. Yeah,
2: anyway, um, <laughs> people do. No, he yeah. has an older face when he was younger. That's why he looks better um,
0: when
3: he's older. He's, you know, yeah, he's, old kind of, he's grown into his face.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Really? Um, he has a long-term relationship with Dorothy, who is the um, fantastic Caroline Quentin. Oh,
3: she is an absolute um, star. She and really, really, yes. love oh,
0: 1992, her characters have got balls. Way right ahead of her time. Dorothy just gives it as good as she gives it back to oh, Gary. <laughs> her and Deborah, also played by Leslie Ash, um is they just give us good... They run rings around Gary and Tony. I love them both. They are fantastic. Um, Obviously, Carantine Quentin, we'll talk about, um, again, in Christmas time for Jonathan Creek. Jonathan Creek, yeah. Okay. She's got so many... She's a nurse who lives with her parents and sometimes with Gary and Tony. She makes friends with Dorothy. No, with Deborah. Yeah, sorry. She is Dorothy. I've got notes, yeah. She makes friends with um, Deborah very early on. Yep. Um, Deborah is a attractive blonde woman who lives in a flat above Gary and Tony, and is constantly getting sexually harassed by um, Gary, Tony, and um, Harry Harry Enfield's character,
3: and pretty much every uh, other male character that comes.
0: Yeah, to- <laughs> <laughs> everyone's after her. Yes, she does fancy Tony, or for his immaturity, definitely. <laughs> attitude. And other aspects of his character always push her away. It's not until the last season that they get together. You know. (laughs) Um, There's Les, the Uh, landlord's local pub. It depends
3: what you define as the last season.
0: Hmm.
3: Are you saying last orders? Because they're already together by that point.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying season six.
3: Okay, right. No, I get what you mean. Okay.
0: There's also um, Les and Ken who are the landlords of the pub at different times. Um, ken is the successor of les they are the landlord of the favorite pub he just looks like every homeless looking person you would avoid in the street
3: oh
0: damn um <laughs> uh, brilliant uh David atkins plays Les, and john thompson Ron plays thompson ken.
3: ken yeah the crown. Mean, here's, here's a question for you I, I like john thompson he's a good actor but i think they pitched him slightly wrong in this show what do you think there were some times where he just said things that were just so bloody stupid. Came out of nowhere. That they were beyond believable. Like not being able to remember the phrase, you're barred, for a pub flipping <laughs> landlord. Although vaguely <laughs> amusing, now. you wouldn't go with the word, you're outlawed. You'd find something, it just it felt.
2: It's the old school thing, isn't it? You're outlawed. It's like something in the medieval times or something. What the hell are you talking
3: about? But it, it just felt well, like right. occasionally they they felt like the bar staff needed to be funnier.
2: Yeah, I think so it was. So they did
3: things that were just, yeah. In the last series, he's a lot better, so I think they realised they pitched it slightly too ridiculous. I, but I always feel
0: like <laughs> he's—you know—an IT crowd. They replaced the supervisor of the IT company with Matt Berry from season two. Yeah. It's a big improvement there. I'm sorry, Matt Berry just is of course. Incredible. He's <laughs> the other guy's really funny, but my God, Matt Berry's just—you know—he's a legend though. We're he's he's yeah. This guy can't follow, um, Les.
2: He just can't.
3: Les was just such a brilliantly pitched character, of the most revolting creature you could possibly imagine.
2: <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, yeah. This, this is gonna sound bad. This is gonna sound bad. But um, you know, there was um, anyone seen like an Australian horror movie or a thriller movie. You see the person behind the bar is all dirty looking.
3: Yeah, it's he's Les. dirty
2: glasses. Cause... That's Les. <laughs> if you don't get what we're talking about, you the visuals. The visuals here.
3: I always they're read...
2: called Weatherstone's staff. Oh, oh,
3: I always wondered whether you know the little yeah. Britain character.
2: Yeah. Um, oh, yes, yes. Was,
3: whether he was ever slightly influenced by Les from the. He must have. Earth. He
2: must have. There's no way he hasn't.
3: <laughs> Just like
2: him, the same, the drooping mouth and everything, the yeah. chubby face. Yeah, that's it.
0: That's it. <laughs> um, so, Member Evan Bradley is based on Simon A's 1989 book of the same title. Producer Beryl Virtue. Oh, she's quite prominent. Right? First considered it for a film before deciding it was better suited for television adaptation. Um, Harry Enfield actually, since he was cast first, saw Martin Clunes performing the play and recommended him for the other lead.
3: Oh wow! So, oh snap! Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, Enfield felt out of place in the sitcom and announced he was leaving after the first series. Thames Television, uh, when they found out they were losing him, their immediate reaction was to end, try and kill it. Um, and after the first season with Neil Morrissey, they decided that um, to give it to the BBC because seven million is not a good number for a comedy. Um, ITV would be lucky to get that now for any of their shows that isn't the x really yeah. Britain's Got Talent or Coronation Street or whatever. Recycled <laughs> bullshit you got with Philip Schofield. Um, <laughs> seven million is a big number even now. Um so yeah, the BBC stole it and um, did a great job of it. Um, Pretty much? Yeah. <laughs> They're thinking yeah. of bringing it back.
2: Oh yeah, I heard about that.
0: Really? But, yeah. yeah, Caroline Quentin, all, the whole cast have shot it down. Neil Morrissey really wants to do it. But that's
3: because he's been out of work for the last 10 years.
0: Yeah, yeah. What, what the of murders, what sorry, the you have obviously seen
2: him in Mists to the Murders. Yeah, Miss Murders, last time I saw
0: him. Wow, truly the... Dem did de creme of the, of the act Missing my murders, yo.
3: You know what? I wouldn't be against it as long as they played it right. And I think if you had a really, really strong script, you could do like a one-off. But it, would, it could only be a one-off. It couldn't be more than a like an hour-long special.
0: You don't want Birds of a Feather. you want no. To be no. To oh, but you could
3: not. get away with a one-off one-hour episode that shows that they're all being a bit... I mean, they've now been at the right kind of age where... Gary's daughter would probably be dating, which would be quite a good dynamic mm. to work with, possibly.
2: You could get a series out of it, but...
0: Yeah, you
3: yeah. I went,
2: I well, no, you, wouldn't
3: want, you wouldn't want to. Yeah,
2: it's one of the things you don't want to like, touch you'd it. You'd
3: be running over the same old ground, whereas if cool. you did like a yeah. one-hour special of two guys who are far more mature than they used to be, but still get pissed and... It's
0: yeah. Ted very... <laughs> Ted's face the music... Set. Yeah, that's basically what it is, yeah. They don't have time travel. It's like, oh, I've got kids. It's it's kind of like that would be the situation, but like
3: maybe I you think... can have them being properly sensible and his children being completely wild. Damages.
2: And... Yeah, just yeah. there's that. Hey, damn it, head... starts at that age. <laughs> or not like Birds
0: of a Feather. The reason why Birds of a Feather doesn't work now is because that's a. Red Dwarf has a sci-fi element, so it can still keep innovating. Like a crazy, it doesn't get ever boring. But Birds of a Feather is a, a warning sign of we shouldn't have brought this back because it's tired.
3: And that's the not the thing good. is it still does like reasonably good numbers. You've got, yeah.
0: It's that's... good. It's funny. It's a good comedy. What do you want to say, Dan?
1: I wasn't about to say anything actually. Oh, I'm just sitting to listening to you guys for <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, that was good but, I
1: was about to say. Was... On, Dan. Dan, would you like to <laughs> throw your, your hat in the ring? Um well, no, not really. You guys have much more extensive knowledge on men behaving badly than I do.
2: No, we're just talking my, really about anything, really. <laughs> my
1: knowledge on my knowledge on all of that is um, quite limited. Like, I don't even really, apart from Caroline Quentin, hmm. I don't know very much about anyone else's other career. I was a big fan of her and Jonathan Creek, but that's been mentioned already. Um, Harry Enfield has been... Absolute fantastic stand-up. Absolute fantastic Um, mm. sketch show comedian. Great writer. But yeah. we've gone from all that. Um, honestly, this falls into one of those TV shows that was on during a time where I didn't have access to TV at all. Mm. I missed out on it. I've seen episodes, bits and pieces. Um, but I, I really couldn't speak to you very much on anything specific on this one.
2: Yeah, it's just, the only reason why I got into it was because of yeah. like, yeah, my mum was like literally watching TV all the time. Literally, those uh, those kind of shows, mum loved them. <laughs> Maybe having badly, it was on. I watch it. That was my experience, really.
0: <laughs> I've just I found out there's a stand up to cancer comedy night special which I haven't seen
3: from No, oh, I haven't seen
0: No, I haven't, I haven't seen that. No, I haven't, I haven't seen that. No.
3: Is that is that the one from twenty fourteen?
0: Wow, Neil Morrissey looks is like he's just stopped partying. <laughs> oh, he looks like I think Philip Schofield looks better, and Philip Schofield looks like shit. Okay, so... that's
3: harsh. That's very yeah,
0: savage. My
3: gosh, Scope, scope's I'm... a national treasure. You can't say
0: that. No, he is. He's a good man. He's a good man. Anyway, so, um, what, what's your guys' favorite moments like? Um, what do we think? <laughs> Deborah, I want to go with Debra first because Debra is the long suffering, the okay. four. She's always, she's got a good eye roll.
2: Now she has, she has the eye though that, that those big eyes. You can see the expression right in the eyes. I don't,
3: um, I don't know. I, Leslie Ash is a fantastic actress. She knew, she knew her role. She played it beautifully, but she always was the foil to other people. And it's more of what she gets other people to do rather than what she does herself that I find funny.
2: Yeah, reactionary. Like
3: like her getting Neil Neil Morrissey not once but twice to go and sit in the shed for sex in the middle of the night is bloody hilarious. (laughs) But it's what he's doing; it's his actions that are the funny thing. But if you get what I mean, so she's—I don't know—she's probably the most kind of sensible of the lot. If that makes, Caroline Quentin's character is sensible as well, but Deborah's the one who will immediately tell them to shut up and piss off if she's not in the mood. Yeah. Whereas Caroline Greengarrett, uh, Dorothy's a bit more understanding and it gives him a bit more leeway. I need to let him hang himself, but she does give him a bit more to do. Whereas Deborah is quite; she says what she thinks straight yeah. off.
0: Quick. Yeah. So she's is The character. She's great, and she's. A bit more wasp-ish. Than, um, yeah. Um, that's
3: that's exactly the word, yeah. They're both
0: brilliant. And no, I know tough. people go, oh, it's quite sexist, but what a lot of people don't remember is is, they've run rings around
2: Gary and Tony. Exactly. And they're, they're literally the strongest yeah. characters in the show. Yeah,
3: they are. Don't get me wrong. The show is incredibly sexist. It
2: is, it is but, but still, we,
3: yeah. But, that's what? the whole point. The whole idea is that these exactly. guys are sexist and then being absolutely shown Bad. up by the women who they think they're better than. Yeah, it's basically,
0: Constantly. It's basically a feminist show. It is, technically. Does <laughs> it always get the upper
2: hand?
3: <laughs> <As laughs> well, technically, I think. But... Yeah, but you know, I'll I
2: say a feminist in terms of like, the strength compared to like, the male characters. Male characters yeah, are basically, basically idiots. Male yeah, basically the
3: female is. characters are not just there for window dressing. They exactly. are attractive, but they are actually there to be characters in their own right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, uh, no, no, no. yeah. No. I, I think to myself,
3: attractive and pushing it, I'm like, oh, I don't know.
2: Okay, so Leslie
0: Askins.
3: Yeah, she's not.
2: Caroline
3: Brenton is not unattractive. She's, she's, she's not like, classically she's beautiful, cute. maybe.
2: She's
0: cute. She's
3: not unattractive.
0: Mm. I mean yeah. can I be honest with you I think that she Ash, in the first 3 or 4 seasons is very cute and then yes. I don't know what happens later she has a haircut and she ages about 30-40 years in her oh, no, I, no. Like, to be I'm honest I think too... she
3: became a parent in reality
0: she looks like a mum all of a sudden between, uh, near the end of it her I think that's because is... she
3: genuinely is <laughs>
0: No, but I don't know what happened. Everyone else kind of stays the same. But she just looks generally like very, very young in the first couple of seasons. And then hmm. she just gets short hair and she just kind of looks like a mum. It's kind of creepy. Um, but Caroline Quentin is my favourite of what watching it. Yeah. Caroline Quentin's the star of this. Carl just everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Just I, she, I used to
3: walk into Caroline Quentin every single morning when on my way to work yeah. back in oh. the late 90s <laughs> and for the first week I kind of walked past her and I went oh my god that's Caroline Quentin and then the second week I sort of nodded and said hi and she nodded and said hi and then we started saying hello to each other like okay. properly because she was walking uh... her dogs so I used to stop and at the dogs Hey, how are you? Yeah, not too, bad, not too bad. Bye. It was nothing major, but just every single day because she saw me every day. That's she why, said hello yeah. to me every day. Where, where was
0: where like, this? Where was this?
3: Yeah, this was uh, Poland Street in just off Oxford Street, because that's where she lived.
2: Ah,
0: so I, okay. used
3: to go for, I used to go for breakfast. I used to work in an office just off Oxford Street, and yeah. um, I used to go for breakfast in Poland Street every morning, and then walk up to the office. And I think she must have lived in Poland Street or nearby to there because she came down Poland Street at the same time every single day, just as I was walking up Poland Street. So
1: It's one of those things that happens yeah. whenever you go to certain places in London all the time. Yeah. I used to visit a certain open mic in London and for some reason around the time I'd be walking towards that pub, which was the King's Head. Yeah. You remember
3: Tom? In action, like, yeah.
1: Yeah, you'd see either walking or driving past Jack Whitehall. Ah. Go for him. Huh?
0: Did you go for him? Didn't we walk
3: past Jack Whitehall in Soho once?
0: Yeah. I even had a pint with Jack. Yeah,
3: we nearly walked into Jack Whitehall.
0: You had a pint with him? Jack Whitehall has travelled in London. He's a very approachable young man. But some people really hate Jack Whitehall. I don't understand why he generally makes me laugh.
3: No,
2: he does. He's a funny guy. He is funny. I've got to admit that.
3: He falls into the kind of Michael McIntyre thing of I'm sure he's a perfectly nice guy, but there's lots of people who don't like the comedy he does. And it's just people have different tastes, you know? Yeah. I quite enjoy watching him on things like A League of Their Own where he's clearly quite quick-witted. And I like that, but I'm not a big fan of his stand-up if that makes sense. He's
2: better when he has to think on his feet, you know what I mean? That's your reaction, yeah, to exactly. But yeah, you smart like that, anyway.
3: You're right, how the hell did we get on? Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How the heck, wait,
2: wait, where did, where did we go with that? But yeah, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't even get to say what yeah. I'm, well, that's my Debra, yeah, I, de, favorite yeah. Deborah quote. Wait a sec, yeah. um, so I, I read it down. Um, so it was a Deborah and Tony um skit, it was like a little segment. Yeah, cool. so, um, so Deborah goes, Oh, look, Tony, I'm really sorry if I've hurt you, and Tony goes, How do you mean? Deborah goes, oh, you know me going out with Ray. Tony goes, oh, "Hardly even." Agent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, hardly... <laughs> and then he goes, hardly even noticed." to be honest. And then Deborah's like, uh, so, she opened the window shout, get lost, smog, and they agent bastard at him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, was <another> <laughs> that wasn't him. That's the best agent on the, side, the other side of the road. Deborah's like, and he say you caught you pushing potato penis through his car window. Because you had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so you want me to stop then? And he, that was that was sketch. I was cracking up. <laughs> I was like, one of the only people I flip actually written down was man. Oh god. That was funny as heck, man. Deborah and Tony man, the reactions were like, epic, bro. That was my favourite one.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it came out of nowhere. Oh, I'm like, what the hell? potato peelings. What the Oh, I remember
3: this. Scene to
2: the
0: um Deborah just read pants Tony, bra Tony, and he he somehow magic them away in his um <laughs> in his side of his jacket. And this is yeah. near the end of it. I just remember that scene where she's talking to Deborah, yeah. and then just like pants Tony, bra Tony. And then the outtakes, because they did a lot of outtakes on the DVDs, <laughs> at the end of the scene you can see Neil Morrissey sniff his fingers after he gives her back the pants. Oh
2: damn! And- <laughs>
0: Caroline, Quentin- Caroline Quentin just hits him on the thing and just gives him a like a no. It's quite funny. <laughs> Um, oh, God. but Deborah, De- I mean, I always thought um yeah. Deborah was yeah not the like kind of in the background a lot before I rewatched all this. Mm. And you actually realise that she's kind of there a lot more than
2: I thought she was. I, I mean, I remember- sh- oh Deborah, yeah. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. She's, she's, it's weird as well. I know what you mean because she's one of the characters, like you, you see her, but it's like, was she really in there that much when you think about it in certain scenes? It just pop, pop pops up out of
0: nowhere. Actually,
3: that... She was, yeah.
2: Yeah, but is... then you're like, yeah, she is. Because uh, <laughs> uh, for some reason,
0: we do smuggle her as well. So, you know, I swear she was like the cat. She was in the background a lot. But actually, she's there, but it is the main three. So, Gary, Terry, and Dorothy are kind of the main. Your Rimmer, your Lister, your Crichton, the main three that always mm. get the most. Yeah,
2: that's what people remember as Dorothy the most.
0: Yeah, and Dora, Deborah is completely the cat. Like, she's there more than you think she is, which is great. You know?
3: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm, I really do think that yeah, she's really funny and just got good timing. Um, the
3: thing is, with any, with any comedy, you have to have that person who doesn't have as many good lines as the others to yeah. let the others have those good lines. You have so to have
0: the eye that roller.
3: She's kind of that pivot to them. She, she's the straight man to all of their funny stuff. Although she still gets great lines in it, she kind of plays the straight man to the, to the show.
2: Yeah, you got, you got a point, yeah.
3: In,
0: yeah. My brother said, oh, she just eye-rolls all the time. And, uh, <laughs> she does, yes. It's
3: that's of, how, it's that's a thing, isn't it? That's a thing, yeah. well, she's good to at the eye To be honest, if I lived anywhere near Tony and Gary, I'd probably eye-roll quite a, quite a bit
2: as well. Um,
0: but what I love also is the retro style cans they have, because they have like the old Stella Artois.
2: Wow, yeah.
0: Cans <laughs> with a bit more detail on them. Not much different, though. There's... Um, they've literally had the same design for 20 years since. It's ridiculous. Um, I don't think and,
3: Stella River actually
0: changed their design
2: since. Oh, they <laughs> literally
0: just like white and white. And it is um, just the same logo. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, they drink. When asked, "Is it real beer?" They said, "Yes, it is real beer." We had to be very careful not to get too pissed. <laughs> yeah. they, they said, "Obviously, we opened up real beer." And um, Martin Clinton has called it the rock and roll days. The rock and rolling. He said there's not one day where I'm on a train platform where I don't go da 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 da, da. <laughs> it's, it's so train platform. It's such a, it's such a bit a beer
2: theme that you're just drinking and take my shoes yeah, during
0: the go.
3: I think part of the beauty of that theme is you can sing it no matter how pissed you are, which exactly. is number well its successful. <laughs>
0: So, what's your favorite episodes? Because, like, so I I, want to go for the characters first. Um, So, Deborah, Deborah, we've kind of covered. She's covered. We kind of know she's always been a bit put off by her. And Tony would have got together a lot more if Tony could get his stuff together.
3: If he was mature, yeah.
0: But you can definitely see why she would like him, because he is like a kind of a puppy. So, (laughs) that's going to. Well, you could do a lot worse, to be fair. Um Tony does try hard. He's a pervert, but he tries. Um, Deborah, <laughs> um Dorothy. Dorothy, I've always wondered why Dorothy doesn't just leave Tony though. Um Gary, sorry. Because really she could do a lot better. It's just it's one of the things that ah, oh. He's a horrible boss to his that work.
2: No, It's just one of the things where you're attracted to the, the douchebag, isn't it? And he looks like BFG
0: and the Elephant Man had a baby. <laughs> Dob- <laughs> he looks Beautiful. like Dobby had a freedom. He's just got the Dobby face of, like, shrunken eyes. <laughs> Harry Potter, going to go to Hogwarts? Um. Wow. What the hell was that? And I don't, I don't no. know! I
3: don't know!
0: A Dobby impression. Um... No, but Martin, he has just got this. Um, I've just always wondered, what do you think, De- uh, Dorothy sees in Gary? Make her, make a mistake because she does have an affair with Tony. They break on and off. Yeah. Well, I think she
2: sums it
3: up herself when she that she deserves Gary. That's, that's yeah, because you, know you
2: know Yeah, <laughs> she in the way she's like literally similar to him. was like the other half in it. You know I mean, Yin and Yang. You know I mean? it is, basically. It's similar.
3: Thing is, I, 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 I like Dorothy as a character, but I found... You know when she actually breaks up with Gary?
2: Yeah.
3: I oh. really hated her during those episodes. Not just because she dumped Gary, but it was the fact that she was cheating on him, and then took the moral high ground. And she, she made it, the, yeah,
2: okay, yeah.
3: It's like, well, hang on a minute. You're the... Cheating person here. She went, Oh, you've made it so much easier for me. Like, you ah, utter cow.
2: Them bigs, just... them digs, in it.
3: Yeah, and I was just thinking, How can you take the moral high ground when you are the one who is utterly in the wrong here? I hate you know, it. She, oh, Yeah, Absolutely. sorry, just, I mean, it's a statement of how good Caroline Quentin is an actor that like, she infuriated me in those episodes. <laughs> and that's just a sign of how good she is, in fairness, but. <laughs>
2: Them devil-looking eyes. Every time she gives you that look as well, she give you that, that that stare. <laughs> it just, like not have done something bad. Oh god! I love, I love the um, I do love the t-
0: the chats that they have in bed, uh, Gary and Dorothy. They are always. I <laughs> like conversations that me and my wife have sometimes, just random bollocks where really. it's just like
2: Talking nonsense.
0: <laughs> you know, the end of a long day or the start of a day, and you just talk absolutely, you know, just absolute nonsense. I mean, being a married man myself now, it's like, it's a different type of show now. And it's taught me, one good thing is it's taught me, don't be a Gary. Be a committed <laughs> guy. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we're all like those two in their 20s or in their teenage years. They don't really want to be committed as much. A lot of people like that. And then I feel like I think a lot of people that I know have... um have learned a lot from men behaving badly, and yeah. just kind of don't do that. Don't be them.
2: Yeah, they're very cautionary tales. Both of
0: them. <laughs> like, don't be like them. I mean, That's I just, do love how Gary just has. He does say nice things. He's like, he's very appreciative of Deborah, not just for sex, but like, I mean, really, he's, he's he says to her in one of the last episodes, "I'm very grateful that you stuck by me."
3: I think the relationship is genuine. Yeah. Under all of the bullshit, they actually do care about each other. He's
0: I mean... scared of commitment. She's scared of accepting that this is her lot in life.
3: Yes.
2: Yes. Okay, that's a great point.
0: Great, great something up
2: there.
0: And I think uh... it's the same with um, Tony. Tony's just a puppy, and it's a little bit... Um... With Deb, with, oh God, Deborah and Dorothy, why can't they not got them so close? Debbie, Deborah, it just doesn't think that Tony can be that guy. Can't be serious. Yeah, he's a bit of a frat boy, isn't he? He's a bit And a then when
3: he does become that guy, she thinks he's boring. Oh
0: jeez, yeah.
3: I mean, how the hell does he win? <laughs> I I kind of
0: turned my back on Deborah a little bit in the later season. I thought she was impossible.
3: Yeah. There was yeah. no way for him to win. She seemed to be changing the, the goalposts move. Yeah, Change the rules.
0: Yeah. And with her crap hairstyle, it made me... <laughs>
3: um,
0: <laughs> with her lesbian hair. Um, no, she just... I don't know, with her mum, with her soccer mum style hair, she just kind of... I lost a lot of respect for the character. Later seasons, because Tony really tries hard. I mean, Tony... Is the one I'm most sympathetic to because hmm. he's the underdog all the time. Yeah. Gary's always, always got Dorothy by his side. And with Tony, I'm always wanting him to be with Deborah. I don't think Deborah's good for him, but he tries hard. Exactly. And we've all got a friend like Tony who just is unlucky, with, who stays too long on one goal. And you were worried that the yeah. for a long time that they weren't going to get together. When they do get together, the crowd do go, "Whoa, well, hey,
2: like, you know, finally. It's a good reaction. Because <laughs> the thing is, that's why, because Gary's a good guy. is just like, yeah, I don't care. Well, Tony, Tony actually cares. <laughs>
3: that's
2: the kind of thing. That's why people root behind Tony. That's why. Guy's like, yeah, do what you want. That's Gary. What's your best conversations, then, that they have
0: on the sofa? because let's be honest, Gary and Tony have the have best lot. conversations I always like it when the girls are there with them but next to these Gary's conversations with Dora, Gary's quite lucky Gary gets all the funny conversations a lot of the time because he's having some exactly. with his work colleagues, there's the ones with Deborah. there's the ones with Tony and I think they noticed earlier that Martin Clunes is really funny, so they really do he's the funnier than, no offence to Tony he's funnier Mm. Um, so they know he's got a great natural gift of just having these great funny conversations
3: I, I just I love I'm, I know I'm always going to laugh when he starts a phrase with I'm not a philosopher as you know <laughs>
2: yeah
3: you just know he's going to say something completely <laughs> out there as soon as he says that
1: like, What's I, I
3: can't remember which episode it was where they keep saying oh bless her to somebody and I can't remember it the Queen or Maggie Thatcher, I can't remember who they're talking about, but it's one of the two. Oh, bless her, bless her. She's <laughs> completely off their heads.
2: Oh, my God. I think, I think honestly, I'm trying to think right now, what's the? What's my favourite? Really, I wouldn't say is my favourite, but I it's one of my favourites. Like, it, was, it was really bad, but I, was just, like, I couldn't help myself from, like, literally laughing at I was like, what, what am I laughing about? Because when he goes, um, Tony literally goes, why did we become Dorothy Elizabeth's parents? And Gary was like, I think I'm um, afraid to kill herself. I think she'd risk it. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my god! I was like, wow. I, uh, my favourite
0: one is, I mean, I don't know if it's Dorothy or Tony, but I remember he was going on about all the fuss women make about childbirth. Yeah. Now, I remember he just said, if it was a bloke, yeah. you have birth, of paracetamol, maybe a bit of a nap and back to work. <laughs> <laughs> I, <remember that. laughs> I can't remember who he said that to, but that's roughly what he said, right? Back he to said that to Tony. <laughs> yeah I thought so that's one of my favourite lines of all time
3: I think my favourite line of all time the one that was stuck in my head was when they were talking about masturbation you go, easy for men you just get out your favourite bag and you yank your plank and I'm just like what I just remember sitting there at the time going you can't say that but absolutely killing myself at the same time whilst being utterly mortified because I was in the same room as my mother there, there is one <laughs> there is
0: one bit I'm trying to think of something good for Derma. Yeah. I remember there was one time, um, there was like uh, Dermot, um, the graffiti. He's talking about the graffiti in the dents, and Gary's like, "What does it say?" And he goes, "West Ham is a puff." That may me laugh. But why? Why do you think the first season doesn't work? Like
2: because yeah, that's what I want to know. What's um yeah because Tom's the man who got asked for this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Tom watched it. I didn't. I've never really watched season one. I Literally, away. yeah, because Tom, Tom just... was like, "I'll watch
2: it." So all like that. I might watch it. <laughs> I mean, I've
3: watched everything like it, else. It's just that Harry Enfield doesn't seem comfortable. I think is all it is. The the writing's fairly solid. It's it follows a very similar path to the other ones, but Harry Enfield just never seems like he's comfortable playing just one role.
2: Yeah,
3: constantly. Oh. And yeah, I, I, that's just, I don't know, and I think reading stuff that he said later, that is exactly how he felt, and I think it just came across on screen that he wasn't utterly comfortable with what he was doing, and oh, yeah, yeah, I think it just it dilutes that series and costs it a bit, and then they bring in a character who's identical from season two, so they basically just kick off season two may as well be season one. Because they do the exact same thing again.
2: Yeah.
3: But better with somebody who's confident in the role and who develops the role. Mm. So, yeah. I've got nothing against season one in particular. I just... Yeah, it just didn't grip me properly, I guess.
2: click?
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I watched everything else. Um, I... I don't know. I, I the thing is, I got the box set in two thousand and three. I remember the BBC showed all the Gary ones and Tony ones. Yeah, uh, they That's definitely because awesome. season two is um, with Neil Morrissey, and I do remember watching it on the BBC. Gary's introduction, Tony's introduction. So they definitely showed the ITV episodes on the BBC as well in repeats. Hmm. Yeah, so
3: years, years after, yeah
0: but they definitely did. Um, but I never knew Harry Enfield because until I got the box set, I
2: never knew there was a the first season with Harry. I Anfield. literally didn't know. I literally yeah. didn't know until like you guys brought it up. I was like Harry Enfield. I was like, huh?
3: Yeah. But that's yeah. that's my whole oh. point. "Em Behaving Badly" is an institution, yeah. and people don't even realize there was a series with Harry Enfield in it. Exactly. And
0: they watched the first season. My brother didn't know until he watched Netflix. Yeah. What the f word? What is Harry Anfield? Is this some like he thought it was a Scottish version or something? He's like, is this like American remake or something? They got the original cast the to go
3: The Americans did make do a remake. <laughs> yeah, it? exactly.
0: We won two seasons apparently, and I'm I'm about to watch it because of course. Are you going to watch it? <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, America, you know, at this point, we speak English, yeah. Just arrogance, isn't it? <laughs> not gonna, not gonna cuss America because Americans are clever. I'm sure Americans just can understand our show and they don't need an American version. I'm just gonna be very nice about it. 60%
2: of our audience is American, so I'm not. Yeah, I love going. American TV, I love American TV guys. So
0: Hello. Like... <laughs> Hello there, no, you I'm bloody sure suck ups. Not- <laughs> I do have a bit of a. Lie. Hey, you know I watch a lot of American TV. So, hey, hey, I, I hey. don't like the president. I don't like their guns, but I don't hate Americans. They just think they're a bit crazy, but that's fine. It's fine. Right. But I will watch that later. Um, oh, wow, later, damn. I don't think it did well. It did 42 episodes, two seasons.
2: That's not too bad. How, how, how long were the seasons? Twenty-one six
1: episodes, seasons, forty-two episodes. Figure it out. Flipping out. Yeah, I hope it's not word. for
2: No, I'm word. saying because some of them are like really short and got a long one. Or just some long, of them,
3: some of them were six. Some of them are eight. One of them was seven, and the last series, oh, which was last orders, was three.
0: I really hope they're not copying word for word the British remake, like like they sometimes do. I hope it's they did their own path because then I respect it a lot more.
3: Um. I've never had any desire to watch the American one, so I can't comment. Hold on. I'm
0: going to do it, and I'll report back on the next one. Um, having having I, seen I,
3: American covers of Life on Mars and such things, the Americans do not know how to reboot a British show. They just can't do it.
0: Just show the original. Like, Just anyway. show the original show, please, people.
3: Well, they, uh, these days they actually do now show the original shows, but they try and do an American version first, in the hope that they will catch lightning in a bottle or whatever the hell it is, and it will become a huge thing for them.
0: But they, but Americans are smart, and they just want to watch the original. They got the original, you know, they got it. They don't need a uh, no version. And I don't. I think American networks need to understand that.
3: But the Americans, American networks, try and hide the fact there's an original. They try and make it seem like this is their idea. And then when it fails, they go, actually, this was based on a British show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then everyone goes, oh, that's what's the British version? There's and a thing
0: called Wikipedia and YouTube. Don't <laughs> you search this shit. Yeah,
2: search it up for yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah
3: but they um, don't necessarily use the same names.
2: Mm. Right. That's go, the thing. They often change the names. They switch it up on purpose. Yeah, make it look like um, original.
0: Right. I want a Tony chatting up Deborah special. What's the best chat up line Tony's ever used on Deborah? Uh,
3: Would you like some cheese?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've got one. It's when he's trying to... It's when you near the astrology bit and he does that <laughs> great scene and he's clearly making it up. And there's one bit where he just go, I must lie down here in conjunction with you. That's yeah. just
2: <laughs> so cringeworthy but
0: brilliant at the same time.
2: <laughs> The cheese one got me, but I think probably my favourite one was on the cheese one. I'd say that one. Mm.
3: <laughs> I think my favourite joke in the whole show was actually a purely visual one. Uh, visual just, one, you I know, think. when they end up going to that rave.
0: Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah, yeah. it's just what Gary season? What season was that?
3: going along the floor, looking absolutely skeletal and green, whilst everybody else is kind of going, whilst Tony's going nuts behind him. It's just, <laughs> it's just <a> horrific visuals. <laughs> absolutely love it. What,
2: what season
3: was that again? What of
2: that's, what
0: um, was that? Oh, that's right at the end. That's season yeah, so six. Yeah, the end, is it? Yeah. I love... I love... Um, I've seen a lot of classic... I seem to remember watching a lot of these from 20 years ago when I was younger and the one with the jacuzzi is brilliant where um, uh, Tony's trying to do a, a sauna.
3: Oh, uh, gotcha.
0: <laughs> Just <laughs> blows up at the end. There's the one where they try and find a new pub because they're getting evicted. Their old pub shuts down, so they try and find a new pub.
3: Yeah, after Les get kicked out, yeah.
0: That's the personal favourite. Um, there's one where... Um... Oh, God. It's when someone's... What is it? Is it Tony's Cousins,
3: is it? Tony's um, Cousins? Yeah,
2: I think I'm like... This.
3: There's yes. one where Gary's, where do- Dorothy's nephew is looked after by Gary and Tony.
2: That's
0: another good one.
3: When they realise that they can just get him to do stuff for them, all uh, day.
0: Deborah, Oh yeah. Tony gets stuck in a lift. That's quite funny.
3: He gets. Who does he get stuck in a lift with? Deborah.
0: It's Deborah. It is and Deborah Tony yeah. gets stuck in a lift. I remember Tony. No, oh, Gary gets
3: stuck in the <laughs> lift.
0: It's Gary Gary and Deborah. Deborah. Yeah, Gary and Deborah, and then Tony's got like some electric blanket for him and Deborah, really in the back of the van. Oh God,
3: yeah. Forgot about that bloody van.
0: So, so what's your favourite stuff from the series altogether, like episode wise? You want to go first, Troy?
2: Um, I don't know, you can go first if you want. I think it was my favorite one.
3: I I know what my favourite like image and I can remember at the time it makes me feel so uncomfortable and it shows just how much of an issue it must be because Gary and Tony behave that way all the time. (laughs) Is when you know Deb uh, when um Dorothy shows up at the pub. And Gary says, um, a little one for the lady, she likes it a lot on the rocks, but that's enough of our sex life and all that kind of stuff. And then she goes, do you know what living with you is like? And does the exact same thing to him. She man spreads... That was going
0: on.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> another one for, for the uh for the man. He might be ready for half an hour, but that's enough of our sex life <laughs> and all that. And I can remember feeling so uncomfortable at the time <laughs> thinking. <that baby, like. laughs> and I was looking back at her going, it's genius. She hits it perfectly. And it's, that's what gets them outlawed from the pub. <laughs> but just, yeah. when she does that, it's so good. It's one of my favourite scenes ever.
2: <laughs> alright um, I say season 2 oh, season 2 um, I was Carlos kind of episode 8 yes, yeah, Rent, Rent Boy her favourite episode I say that right that's favourite episode <laughs> <laughs> that's my favourite episode he thinks Tony's gay that cracked me up I don't know why I was dying oh. that cracked me up sorry. that made me laugh <laughs> that's my favourite I man, just that. remember Tony wearing
0: glasses I don't know why <laughs> <What>? <laughs> My wife just, my wife was watching with me and just said, welcome to Hogwarts Harry Potter and I just started oh, my baby. He looks legit. like Harry Potter, legit, older version She just, like, that, oh, that... Was, that just made me piss myself off and...
3: But <laughs> Deborah like... and Dorothy were so mean to him standing outside the room pretending they thought he was out saying how nice he looked in the glasses just so he'd come out and they could laugh at him <laughs> oh, oh god Oh god, you cool. Oh god, oh. I love it Happy days. And he gets really sad time. about
0: it as well, poor guy. Like he gets so ruthlessly bullied.
2: He's buried. <laughs> Sadly. Oh my gosh. He takes to, he's he's that like the best guy to like just attack. I love, it. You, I love it.
0: Do you think um do you think um them how do you feel about the Gary um the Tony and the Dorothy affair? I don't like it. It feels
2: cheap. Yeah.
0: But it was
3: very but it was effective.
2: Yeah, you see it coming off. Yeah. In what way?
3: It was kind of like a reboot for all the characters because it forced Dorothy and Gary to look at their relationship differently in the next series. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. changed the dynamic between Tony because so, this was it was what, end of season three or end of season four? Can't remember which one. I think it was, think it was the but End of it need, it needed a bit of a re- it needed a bit of a refresh at that point, and them doing that gave them a reason for there to be a different dynamic to the group at the beginning of the next series.
2: Hmm.
3: So it worked as as a plot device. It worked yeah, very refresh mistaken.
2: Yeah.
0: But they are a bit naughty. I remember the homemade sauna one. Before Deborah, they were trying to chat up the two neighbors.
3: Yeah, the two
0: who were uh, down and, from the north, yeah. And Caroline Quentin plays Dorothy so well because she immediately knows something's happened. <laughs> and they are awful. Like they, Gary is quite awful to Dorothy sometimes.
3: They're all awful.
0: men
1: behaving addled. Thank and you, I...
3: Daniel. <laughs> uh, He's I'm, back. He's uh... back.
0: <laughs> it makes me wonder why Deborah thinks, um, Dorothy thinks she deserves Gary. Why, she, why this is how it ends.
3: I'm sure she's done a few bad things in her life as well, which is why she feels that way. You just don't go into that detail on her. I guess.
1: Relationships mm-hmm. are complicated. Yeah. The reason why this worked in terms of relationships, from what you guys have been saying, is because there are a lot of relationships that sound like this.
3: That's
1: true, especially ones that are sort of contingent and rely upon the pub. If you know what I mean.
2: Yeah, yeah. gotcha.
1: <laughs> as some sort of crutch, as some sort of coping mechanism. I think. I think it's just it's, well, it's <laughs> things where if if we're looking at sort of relationships that could go badly or could be okay in the end. Mm. This is kind of your, your medium point for the British couple at that point. Yeah. Good point, Good point yeah.
2: Little pub scene. a <laughs> <laughs> point, there. Yeah. Mostly relationships, especially back then. That's what they, they depicted, isn't it? <laughs> Go to a pub, Just... pork scratchings.
3: <laughs> Just suddenly remembered the one where Dorothy actually agrees to marry Gary, and he tries yeah. to spend the rest of the episode convincing her not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd kind of forgotten that they had that episode, but that was good.
2: Oh, my gosh. That was, that was good. That was good episode, though. What episode was that? Do you remember what it was called? Tom, do you remember what the episode was called?
3: Oh, mm, no, that, I can't. It was, I think it was season... end Towards the end of season two, maybe season three. a minute.
0: I've just remembered my George best line from George while you guys are trying to fill time. I just found my favorite George line. I wrote it down. You know, I think marriage is tremendous. And Gary just says, I hate to be cr- uh, cr- uh, cynical, George, but you think Croydon is. <laughs> As a person yeah. <laughs> that lived in Norwood not too long ago, that makes me suck it.
2: Yes. Croydon.
0: <laughs> Croydon is
2: ben, 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 Croydon, Croydon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Croydon, hell no. Hell to the no. More like
0: more like yeah, I'm not gonna do a joke. No, nah, don't do it, don't. <laughs> don't do it, don't
2: do it. More like <laughs> help <laughs> Oh my
3: gosh.
0: So, so nice. was there anything good about Derma? There has to be something that Harry Enfield did to be funny.
2: Oh, I know a flipping saw it. Out. Come
0: on, let's try and find something because
1: like I'm sure. Can, oh, can, no,
3: sorry, I can't.
1: Can I say something <laughs> about even that question, right?
3: Cool. Yeah.
1: So what, what does Harry Enfield do best?
3: Impersonations.
1: In terms, of, in terms of emotions, what does Harry Enfield do best? He does big, brash, unapologetic, hmm. completely self-centred self-important character. We
3: are considerably richer than yam.
1: Right? He's really, really good at them. He knows how to make them likeable and unlikable all at the same time. Right? Yeah. But the reason that that character seems to work from what you guys have said is not about him being really hyper-confident and really sort of in-the-face. And I think that Harry Enfield doesn't do the puppy dog eyes and the apologetic, but I'm never going to fucking learn anyone near as well as Neil does.
3: Yeah. Mm. No, I'd agree with that.
1: Because Neil isn't acting when he's doing that, because that's how he fucking lived his life at that point.
0: I think he just turned up on set and decided, hey, this is how I'm going to do it. Then he's gone. There is a great picture on Instagram of Martin Clunes between Harry Enfield and Neil Morrissey. Yeah. Like in character, like they're going to fight each other who is the best flatmate. (laughs) Go find it. It's like Martin Clunes in the middle. I don't know where it's from, but it's made me laugh. Like, because somebody, um, he said, it was a shame we never got Harry Enfield back just for one last episode, just to have him meet Tony.
3: It would have been good. Yeah.
0: It would have oh, been funny.
2: they probably think about doing that in the next one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i, I give Paul it Whitehouse in as well. mm-hmm.
3: If they found some way of putting Paul Whitehouse and Harry Enfield in, that would have been... <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Especially with... Um... Uh, I'll tell you
1: exactly how they do it. They make John Paul John Whitehouse Harry point Enfield's
3: point. gay lover. <laughs> 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 oh, jeez. How would you...
0: Sold! <laughs> what
3: on
0: earth so (laughs) just like oh dear dear."
3: so in summary do we like this show or what
0: (laughs) I love it it's still one of my favourites and it do you guys think it's um do you think any show that says beds are for sleepy people which is now something I've remembered from childhood
3: um... let's have a kebab and go to a disco yeah
0: yeah 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 um you know, sometimes, sometimes certain shows, and because we're doing Friends in a couple of weeks, that's the next special
2: hmm.
0: early October. Um, you always worry; certain shows don't age very well.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, you go back to your childhood, and there's certain shows like Men Behaving Badly, Space for me still holds up for my teenage years. Um. And your friends and stuff. And there's a lot of times you go back and watch something and it's not as good as you remember it.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm just... I was worried that men behaving badly because I haven't seen it in nearly 20 years. I had the DVDs, so maybe 15. I got rid of the DVDs a long time ago. Um, I would say 15 years ago now. So, I think... You know, American Pie style I've matured a lot. And it's like, I went back and watched the American Pies recently. I think they've lost a lot of... They're not as funny as I thought they were, because I've grown up a bit. But I'm pleased to say Men Behaving Badly is not like that. It's... um, American
3: Pie was aimed at teenagers.
0: That was the whole point. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, when I was a teenager, I found both of them very funny. What I'm because
3: saying is, was aimed at everybody, yeah, so they were, to, they were trying yeah. to find things that somebody in their teen years, somebody in their 20s, somebody would find funny. Yeah, because I they, know, but it was I a talk of about... whereas American Pie was aimed at teenagers. So if you watch it 20 years later, it's not going to be as funny because your attitudes have matured. Remember, yeah, but... badly, you probably find things funny now that 20 years ago were not the things that made you laugh.
0: I haven't finished my point. It's like other things like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. You go back and watch it and you cringe at it now. Oh, a classic. So, no I won't say anything no, if said it. I
2: fucking love the Power Rangers. come on, Dan. Okay, we, I'm, you're with us now. There we go. I like you. I like this guy. I like He's you. alive.
0: Now, what I'm saying is you, you look at some of it now and you just go, oh, boy. But remember, Evan Bradley is a timeless wine of a comedy show. And I will always, always, always rewatch it going forward now.
2: That's it. That's me. Bad badly. Okay. Thomas
1: Classic. Yeah, you're right. Good right. So, that seems like as good a place as any to wrap this up, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I am not a if we we'll can yeah, we'll we'll that. that.
1: Yeah.
2: I can't remember that. that, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So,
0: next week is the normal syndrome. We're going back to normal. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to cripple Tom and put him in the cupboard.
3: No,
0: you're yeah. not, motherfucker. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I am, motherfucker. Trust uh, here, uh, Ben. Just a quick thing before we go, just because yeah. you have said that, and I and I do need to warn you. I mean, I it would be entertaining not to, but I feel I have. To. Uh, I went to uni with Tom. The uni we went to had a, a particular game that happened across the entire university, across the entirety of every semester. It was yeah. based on a. Um, an invention by the author Terry Pratchett, and it was called The Assassin's Guild. Tom played this game once. And he lost to the eventual winner after getting down to the very final, out of, it was something like, yeah, the final three out of something like 1,500 players.
3: 2,000 players.
1: (laughs) 2000 players. So, yeah, dude. Um, he's a very paranoid man, and it has served him well.
3: <laughs> Thank you for outing me as a complete and total geek, Daniel. <laughs> And I'm wait, wait, I'm like, hmm. I love the assassin's <laughs> guild, don't get me wrong, but we were all geeks. Every oh, single time, that,
0: that was uh, <laughs> everyone's a geek in something. I don't care if you've got a big interest,
3: but, that some, yeah, but
0: yeah, again, what the again, plan is left out
3: that he and I were working as a team <laughs> for about 90% of that year's thing. There we're two people watching each, each other's back. No, no, no,
0: you're not. That's it. You guys are going to have a domestic when we come off the air. I can't
2: there wait. We've go. we got in bed. We've been. we got.
3: Dan, what award did I win at the Assassin's Guild? Um, the Betrayal one, wasn't Ruch's it? The Brutus Award for Best Betrayal when I turned my back on Dan.
1: <laughs> I was, I was able to continue um, at one point, and I was like, nah, this, this illness is going to take me out of it anyway. So since I've been on your kill list, and you've been not killing me because of friendship for that long, take the kill.
3: Basically, you had three people on your kill list at all times. And so when you took one of them out, you were given a new person, and that's how they whittled it down. And Dan was put on my kill list, like, halfway through the game, but he and I were working in partnership, so I told him he was on my kill list. Are you guys immortal or something? (laughs) Huh? (laughs) What this game is about? It's so much fun. Just so stupid. I I managed to kill people with a
1: herd of cows on a a curvy stairway at one point.
3: Yeah.
2: Damn.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm going to go yeah. now, because yeah. I've got the feeling that I've just, because of, like, you know, killing people, I can just imagine Martin Clinton's parents thought he looked like Quasimodo for the um, Notre, Notre Dame and wanted to burn him at birth. I don't know why. i us end this. I'm done.
3: Okay, on
2: that really... Okay, we broke Ben. <laughs> ben is gone. He's done. He's done. We're done.
0: We're done. It's done. It's goodbye, me. goodbye, goodbye for me. me. <laughs> and goodbye for <from> me. <laughs> right. That's
3: good. get all Kill this with
0: fire. It's
3: done. Smooth with a capital smooth. That's the wrong
1: podcast, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, bye. <laughs>